yeah, so let's take this time to read through what's there. Um, feel free to ask any questions while waiting for Max. Let me pin him. Also, one note, these proposals could be kind of long and detailed, so let's try to like focus on the pros and cons, and then the final proposal could be kind of coalesced together at the end or something. But let's not like spend too, too long on each proposal. Yeah, um, I wasn't intending to go through the proposals at all, actually. I wanted to go through the questions, and there's a time box for each question. Yeah, so we won't overrun. Wait, this channel is locked at 25. Let me... Try to raise the number. Uh, if you uh, activate your cameras, the limit is 25 for this day. Oh, okay, okay thanks for that. Um, Brian and Max, uh, sorry, and Michael, can you guys turn off our cameras? That might solve it. Yeah, that solve it. Thanks, guys. Wow, good, good catch. Yeah, for those who just joined us, um, we can start by reading the agenda dot that I posted in the channel at the top. Why is a mess here? Okay, um, in the, in the consideration for time, I think we'll just get started. So, if you have read through all of the proposals written there, I think most of them... Hmm, how should I say this? Yeah, so a lot of them assume or like, assume the answer to a different question, which is the, are we trying to do a trip for and deployment and move on? So, the... The big question, one of the big questions for us today is that should open boot be like a short-term hotfix where we fought Serum V3, remove the reliance on FTX upgrade authority, or should we like actively sought to improve it via independent contributors or call team running on it? So there's some there's some improvements that you can make to V3 and like making it make, sorry, some improvements you can make to Serum. Like removing the needs for trends like ellipses or stuff like that. So I was wondering whether anybody had any thoughts here. Maybe Brian or Michael can start off with this. Start off first, yeah. Sure. So as far as are we doing a quick fork and then moving on to something better? Um, so the, the thing that would be better would be Phoenix, which is coming out soon. Um, Based on my understanding, Phoenix has some permission to liquidity model. So I think you have to be whitelisted to do make orders. That could be incorrect. Um, that might be on just DevNet or something. I'm not sure. But either way, I think a parallel order book, say there's some state-of-the-art order book that comes out in and I think a parallel order book should be maintained uh, with public utility in mind and unencumbered from you know, rent seeking. Yeah, I have a similar opinion there. Uh, to have a, a, a public utility set up, um, and I would definitely lean away from issuing special tokens, 
or anything like that, because uh, that can turn pretty toxic if you start to go down that path. And if the objective is to have a community resource and community-led, then you know probably try to keep it lean. Um, and there, and then maybe even do it in such a way that people can build on top of that, embrace composability, and allow people to build on top of the base layer. Um, and then we're not, you know, we're not fragmenting liquidity as much would be a hope. Um, that if we can get everybody in the ecosystem to adopt the base layer like this, we, you know, we, we don't have three different exchanges competing for the same liquidity. So, um, yeah, so I think I'm a, of a general mind there with, uh, with Skynet. Yeah, yeah. does anyone from the audience have an against opinion? So it sounds like maintaining this kind of open source effort is consensus based on the lack of one speaking up, so. <laughs> yeah. Public uh, yeah. utility, it is. Okay, then, uh, yes, let me, let me throw one then. So I would say that I wouldn't push for not maintaining it or like getting it declined, but should we push for actively improving or trying to make open boot keep up with the innovation in the rest of the space? What do you guys think? I think trying to set growth targets is going to lead to possibly bad outcomes. Uh, I think it should just occur organically as it is right now. Uh, I think goals will be reached as a result of that. There's PRs and issues that you know development is occurring in. So. Mm, yeah. So that's on the that's on the growth side. But how about like? Because we know that some things can be improved, like maybe we should, like maybe removing the reliance on cranks. Should we, but should we invest that time and energy on the dev side, or should just let it happen organically? Like some random guy will just come along and like, oh, let me remove cranks from this. <laughs> so as far as, as far as like engineering improvements over time, um, obviously that requires Rust engineers. I think some of the Rust engineers uh, surrounding Mango. Are contributing right now and they're pretty experienced um so there's a pretty strong contributor base coming from some mango contributors um as far as further development over time there might be a role here for community grants as well um you know different uh some of the larger players in the ecosystem could offer up a grant to work on uh some aspect like that um, you know, for example, auto cranking instead of a, a, a separate off-chain process. Um, so there's there's still got to be ways to get this done um, organically, like you said, um, uh, with different people kind of pitching in the funds required to make it happen. Mm. Makes sense. So another round of like anybody from the audience wants or the community wants to like have something to say. I mean, in, in terms of like. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, hey guys, what's up? Um, just, just uh, I guess some feedback from me, just being from, you know, the previous Serum mod team. Like the biggest gripe from users uh, was, you know, having to settle funds and, you know, crank things and, you know, why, you know, why doesn't everything just update when you trade? So. And I realize that there's technical limitations to that, but from a user perspective, it's, 
it was very clunky and confusing and people were constantly freaking out that their money was missing and like well serum's serum's stolen my money and i go well you know it's not you know it's not stolen it's just you know sitting in a you know it needs to be settled and then it would further complicate the issue because you would have the uis not um updating uh live or there might be rpc issues or whatever and you know they would see their money flash in open orders and then it would disappear um so you know if all that stuff is um fixed down the line on the roadmap somehow some way from a user perspective it would really improve things it would make people want to trade on you know open book style dexes more just because it's it would, it would remove that confusion and worry about you know where their money is so i don't know how that is going to fit in with you know what we're trying to do here uh, because yeah like we've sort of been talked about that you know removing the crank is going to be a big undertaking so i'll just throw that out there um see what you what especially what the devs think about that yeah uh, yeah i think we all know that removing the trends is something that will help a lot but it's it's a massive effort and that's why i brought it up like should we try to do these massive improvements that we all know is needed or should we just let it not make big changes and fix it so yeah i think yeah, yeah early on probably yeah. not big changes yeah yeah i think early on don't do any big changes but uh, yeah as, as a community we are, where do we want this to go and do we want it to be is the best thing that we can i mean from a user perspective those with the, the couple of key points that yep. you know if we got if we got rid of them then it would be you know it'd be really good yeah i understand so thanks for bringing it up um jim you have something Let's yeah i mean i mean uh you know as everyone rightly mentioned it should be driven by the community i think like serum was such a sort of a club right which most of the decks is like used and just forked it off or like created all the uis so since all these projects are using all these uis on top of that open source code why don't we find the solution on the core solana l1 level itself how we can incentivize those developments who are being who are contributing to open book right now from the scratch right so in that way all these contributors or the developers or the dao whoever is working on open open book project will have the incentives as so you know you don't need any grants and all that stuff because grants and all this stuff will lead into like politics and you know bureaucracy and all that stuff right so why don't we have some sort of contract which incentivizes all these developer efforts on chain you know and that's how everything is much more transparent so i i don't know what are you guys thoughts but like i see that as a better solution than grants or something like that because grants don't work long term i'll speak on that i i also agree that grants don't work um i think l1 incentivization is kind of a tax i mean what you're suggesting is some sort of tax to pay developers um that's kind of what we're moving away from entirely i think Grants are a terrible model. I think a foundation, while can be nebulous, you know, the Apache Foundation is a successful foundation where there's large benefactors. Um, I think a foundation, you know, it's not funded by any token or incentive. I think that's the best case. We just have to keep this as pure and open as possible, even if it's rougher for the contributors. As of now, there's a pretty decent amount of contributors who are working either as an extension of their own team or otherwise. So. Um, I don't think we should add any rent seeking as far as incentivization. 
A clarifying question for you on that. Um, so uh, if, if I heard correctly, it, it sounds like you'd lean against a model that has direct grants for certain features, but you might lean more towards a foundation that uh, people can contribute to, and then the foundation can execute the features and the development and things like that. Did I, did I understand that right? That's kind of the idea. I mean, grants... One idea is Zeta Markets, they have like a bounty list. So it's like if you develop a market maker, you get X thousand dollars and it's pretty well defined. Um, so I think defining bounties is the alternative. I mean, it's either a foundation or something like on-chain and on-chain is what we're moving away from, you know, the funding. So um, that's kind of my thoughts. Yeah, thanks. In the short term, I don't know how much dev work this is, but in the short term, is it feasible to have the taker, you know, that, you know, is paying the fee, can that, that part of that fee be used to turn the crank if required? Is there like an easy fix, like a quick win or not? That is being investigated right now. Uh, that math yeah. is being done. Yep. Okay, cool. Because I mean, it makes sense to me, like if somebody wants to buy their thing right now, they have to pay a fee anyway. So just pay that little bit more to push the order through. Yeah, yeah there's a couple models being worked on right now and uh, GitHub discussions. Yep. Yeah. Hey guys, um, I can add something there with respect to uh, the taker um, user interface. So there is an open PR in the open open book Dex repo that like allows the send take to be happen to, to occur in like a single instruction. Um, I think part of the reason why settlement on existing UIs is pretty uh, like uh, un ergonomic right now is because like you have to click two times to do the settlement, um, and you also have to create this open orders account uh, if it doesn't already exist. So. It's totally possible to like have a single instruction that's able to just make a trade, crosses the book, and settles instantaneously for the taker, but the maker events will still have to go into the queue. That is not a bad interim solution. Obviously, having a crank in general is going to be like pretty bad for overall user experience, but you can improve the taker side like relatively easily. Yeah, but at least from my experience, that's the people that were complaining the most in the other CM Discord. It was just people, regular users that just wanted to buy dust or or whatever it is, and they go, oh, you know, where's my token? Where's my coin? It's not there. So um, the makers of yeah, so it'll get rid of most of the noise, I think. Yeah, I'm just gonna have to bring the conversation back on track. So we briefly touched upon like rent and long term development. So a quick question is, should we use the, should we create a new open boot token or should we move on to like, so no token instead? Um, I think, I think Max has a very good argument for no token. So I'll let him start with that, if you're there. Hey everyone. Um, yeah, I, I thought that the main issue we have right now is that there's like, everyone has a kind of like a main job and it's just pitching in like part-time. Um, and kind of like the, the best way to fund a project in crypto is to like figure out the token, right? And so 
if there were like you know like two or three people coming up like if i was like a developer coming in here maybe during the next hackathon and like i really like the project and i kind of like want to start taking it to the next level it would be kind of shit if the tokenomics is already decided because it's like such an important part of like making a crypto project really work um so i would just say like let's let's not decide anything here for the people who come later uh, and just make it work without and then when when there is like sufficient traction in the um in a developer community maybe like two or three people who want to go full-time on this then then they should figure out what their token does and how it ties into it um i think there's of course tons of good ideas here and um i think everyone has like uh totally valid points right and like how, how things should work um the only one that i think is like not so important um is like the whole idea of like tying it into soul because anyways people pay soul gas fees when they trade and i don't see why applications should now like that's kind of like the whole um debate about royalties right but then kind of like coming in here and saying hey we should this program should pay 10x royalties because why not um it doesn't really make sense right so um the program is paying network fees like every other program and if the network fees should be higher then that's that's not the issue of this program right it's the issue of the network and it's like valid data code and consensus code that should fix that um um but yeah so even if people come up later and say hey we want the soul token in this and they actually want to do the development work right um and not just slap a token into the code then that's perfectly fine right um but i i i think it doesn't make any sense Yeah, makes sense. Um, does anybody have a counterpoint to not, to basically not locking these details down now and focus together on getting traction first, which is what Max is trying to say. Doing once, doing twice. Well. <laughs> I got maybe uh, an example um, of something where for an improvement for the Ethereum ecosystem, we are actually now turning to the Solana Foundation to receive some grants. Basically, uh, my team and I were developing a Serum DEX connector for an open source trading bot software called Hummingbot. And uh, without the funding of um, some let's say, uh, use private users uh, of the software, we wouldn't be able to, to push out open source software like this for uh, people starting or wanting to start market making on Serum now OpenBook. And um, we were just talking at an event in Germany um, with some guys from the Solana Foundation. They said, yeah, they're gonna happily found this for, for us because they think OpenBook is a very uh, central part of the Solana ecosystem. But I just wonder how long this sentiment might keep up with the uh, Solana Foundation. If there's anyone who knows maybe more about this, I would be happy to know. Yeah, um, I, could could you could you maybe uh, restate the question just so I, I fully understand what what you're saying? So basically, we were. Uh, applying for a grant or we want to apply for a grant uh, for something 
Serum or Open Book related, uh, went to the Solana Foundation. They said, yeah, they're going to cover it, probably. Um, but what if they don't in the future? Do we have them and it's a different model approach? What do you guys think is the best way to fund developments like these? Yeah, it's a good, I mean, it's a good question. I can't speak to like a long-term viability of, of funding for the project. I can't speak to the short-term uh, foundation position on grants for this. So the foundation is very keen on funding grants, at least for the foreseeable future for open book development so that we can maintain this core uh, piece of liquidity infrastructure for DeFi. Um, however, that, that well is not infinite. Um, and, and each one of these grants will be evaluated on a case-by-case -case basis. So um, it's not gonna be it's not gonna be free money forever and there needs to be some sort of uh, sustainability model for this, which is why I think, I, I, I do agree with what Max said that like we shouldn't be implementing a token design for open book now before like maybe there's some core contributors long-term who want to construct the token economics uh, themselves. And once they like, uh, uh, dedicated more of their time to it. Uh, I think that's a fair uh, consideration. Um, but I also I also agree with you that you know there needs to be some sort of like long term funding mechanism to make sure that this is a sustainable open source project. Adding on to that, I do think that we'll see some of the larger players in the space uh, with express a willingness to do grants and to contribute in some way. Uh, the larger trading firms, uh, the larger DeFi platforms, um, they, you know, assuming that they see the utility here, I'm sure they will, um, that we'll, we'll see other sources of funding beyond the Solana Foundation. And um, that's nice because you know that the interests are more aligned as well. A uh, large trading shop um, that has a, you know, a well-aligned interest to succeed that you know they they may see the opportunity to throw a grant in um, or, th or throw some funds to a foundation something like that. Um, so you know look look well beyond the foundation, and especially to find the players that we have alignment of interest. All right, can everyone hear me? Yeah, good. Okay, fantastic. Finally. Um, so is the issue that we're trying to figure out if we want to have a token now or a token later, rather than we don't even want to have a token at all, right? Because um, I'm, I'm of the opinion that um, you really don't need a token in the, in the, in the ecosystem. I guess everybody's spoken about grants and other ways to incentivize people to, to participate. But um, I think when when a token is introduced into, especially a trading platform, the the value of the token then becomes the focus for for a lot of people. Right? Um, everyone is looking to uh, for the for the price to appreciate. Right? And the more the more valuable that token is, the less valuable the the exchanges because if that's going to apply to discounts on fees and stuff then i don't want to be trading as a trader and i traded for a very long time as a trader i don't want to be trading against other traders who um, have an embedded um, advantage over me right especially when you want to start doing a lot of transactions um those 
tiny fees make a difference. And if someone else can basically quote just because they have a lot more um, tokens than you, it will very quickly flush you out of the market. And to give you an example, when, when I traded, uh, when I was making markets for, even lately for Coinbase derivative, right? Um, some, some folks had cheaper FCM fees. Uh, they were paying one cents, two cents a transaction. And we were paying three, almost four cents sometimes. And that's enough when you're doing a million transactions um, um, a day, right? You would, you would very quickly be running up um, a really expensive outfit. Than, than the competition and so that's basically just it's going to essentially push out potential potential traders and i'm not quite sure that that's necessarily what we want to do i think as as a system and as an infrastructure let's let the folks that are going to create their markets let them go figure out how to um, incentivize folks to trade on their on their platform and if someone wants to fund additional um, features for um, for serum, then of course they can uh, pay or contribute to the grant. And of course, you can always fork serum, right? You can always fork the code and uh, create your own exchange in the process. So for me, uh, it's no token now and no token ever. I'd also echo that, but. Again, I'm just one contributor, so I think people have a variety of opinions, but consensus now seems to be no token. Um, I'm personally no token ever, so um, I'm sure there is. So I have a bit of a different opinion on the token. I think like there's actually some benefits to structuring things ahead of time. Uh, it, can, it can kind of act as a way to incentivize actual people to come on full time. I think we all kind of are assuming somebody's just going to come on full time and. Uh, you know, save save everything. Everybody wants this to be very good, but no one's really willing to put in the work until that's the case. And so, sort of, there is an angle. It's like, why not set up some basic parameters behind the token to attract people to come in? I think the short-term funding we're getting, support-wise, from the grant from the foundation, should cover that immediate, no person doing anything situation. Um, so, I don't think we should launch a token, which is a long-term thing for just the short term. Yeah, I think um, people coming in and contributing their time and efforts doesn't necessarily require them to to be paid, right? I mean, we're we're working on this thing. I'm not being paid for for the stuff that that we're doing, right? And we're building it because we see what the potential of a great product could be. So if um, financial incentive is necessarily the what's going to make someone come join the project then what happens when there's there isn't that much right um, and we've seen examples of projects in the open source world that uh no one's getting paid right no one's getting paid for linux and they're they're building a fantastic well they've built a fantastic thing um i mean it's any open source project outside of blockchain no one gets paid really right so for that to necessarily be the reason why everyone, well, anyone wants to contribute is, um, I don't think it's necessarily correct. Yeah, but for the sake of those people who don't feel like we should ever have a token, 
does the potential or the like or the probability of a totem being introduced six months down the road reduce your your willingness to work on it now? Because I think what's Matt's main point is that like this is not a discussion we should be having now. We can talk about it six months from now. But this is this will become a concern if you guys are worried that six months from now there'll be a token and that means you are not interested to contribute now. You know what I mean? So that's on the wanted the vibe chat on that. I think it's inevitable there will be a token, so why not spend some time to figure out what that might might look like? We don't actually have to implement anything, but like if we're gonna get community buy-in, then we should all have sort of a, a say in what that looks like because human nature just demands that it will eventually happen. People are gonna want to be incentivized to do work. Um, you know, there's talk about there being a lot of contributors right now, but I don't really see many commits or anything actually happening. Maybe I'm just missing it, but yeah. How I, how I see the problem. Like, would you prefer for some random team to come in six months down the line and just make some really horrible, shitty tokenomics that everybody who has been contributing is left out and, you know, it's, it's just skewed the, in their favor? Like, I don't think that makes much sense. I think that's fine. I mean, um, the, at least, at least those people are gonna work on it. You know, um, if they do a terrible job, then we need to fork it again. You know, I don't know. <laughs> there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so even if they come in with, they come in later on and they create this fantastic token that basically makes them rich and the platform is unusable. How does that benefit the? of the project anyway, right? I, I don't yeah. think, think it's inevitable that there will be a token. I think you can do this without a token. And at some point, I mean, the program can always be forked too. So um, I guess the folks that really want a token can create one and the folks that don't will go a separate path and will let the market decide. Yeah, yeah. agree, agree. I, I think it's very likely there will be multiple um mo multiple versions of this like order book thingy floating around and people will try out new ideas you know there's always this like element when you have like a big a big stakeholder like alamia was in the ecosystem that some people are like oh there's nothing for me to do here and that was true on the liquidity side a lot of traders were like cautious to come to solana because they thought oh it's just like trading on ftx uh, and, and then on the same time, there were a bunch of people who were like, maybe cautious to launch their own order book because, you know, that was like Alameda territory. So why would you mess with that? They're doing a good job. Why would you go in there? So, so I think this like mindset is probably now over and this open book, there's like a clear, you know, sign that people can start working on stuff. And if they want to do it as, as part of this like community effort, I think the, the best we I can do or maybe is like vouch with people that we funded. Um, I thought that we do for the next hackathon, maybe some uh, Gitcoin grants. I've seen that like super popular in the Ethereum world. And uh, I think it, it's something like Solana has not used so far, but the, the cool thing about it is the different parties, basically we can all write down what we want to have developed. Right? Someone says, hey, I want, um, 
Um, I don't know. I want a I want a new crank design. Yada yada yada. This is how it should work, right? Then we could that could be one project, and then we could write down maybe um, we want this uh, indexing service, or we want this UI to create a market, or we want this like reference UI to do this and that, right? Like some some things that we just want, we can write them down, and then all the people who want to fund efforts can distribute their funding to this individual project. Um, and there's some quadratic funding mechanism behind it so that all the projects kind of get like decent amount of funding. But the ones that a lot of people want to see in reality, they get the most funding. Um, and I think they've wrapped it up pretty nicely and it all works in crypto. So um, I'll be keen to try that out. Um, it would be kind of cool to um, have maybe a call for proposals towards 1st of January. I think the, the, the hackathon starts officially 1st of February, but if we get everyone until New Year to like sit down a bit and like think about, hey, what would be really cool, then we can bring up all those proposals and then the individual parties that want to give a grant. And I think everyone that's integrating with OpenBook probably wants to give a grant um, if they can afford it, right? Um, just for the, the hope that there will be serious maintainers um, popping up over time. Yeah. There's also going to be a, a pretty heavy focus on DeFi in the upcoming Solana Hackathon, the one that I mentioned to you last week. It's probably going to start late January, early February, but in the yeah. interim between now and then, if we could get uh, proposals from you guys of what you guys think would be good things to be advocating for people to build in absence of, like, we can also do the Gitcoin thing as well, but, like, if we get a list that, like, of basically just, like, RFPs that you guys can put together that we can post on the, the Hackathon website, and there's going to be a lot of funding that's going to come from the foundation itself for um, prizes in the Hackathon, so uh, to the extent that we can get that list from, from you guys, that would be helpful, and we can, you know, tack that on as a, as a piece of the Hackathon. Nice. Yeah, that sounds good. Um, yeah, I think Gitcoin has like a special visibility thing. Like it, it reaches a bit further out, but it doesn't have as much reach in the Solana community, of course. So if we want to, uh, if we can basically amplify the message there through you guys, it would be great. Um, yeah, I think this is quite a big contention point. Does anyone have like other gripes or opinions on the bring up? Uh, <clears throat> yeah, I have an opinion. Uh, it's a bit, um, uh, I mean, um, opposite to, to what we have heard till now. And that's, um, like, first, let, let's get clear about our view of people building a club similar to Phoenix. Um, Jari is not on the call, as I reckon, but, uh, I mean, how do we take that as um, I mean, do we take that as, as a competition of sorts, or do we do we support or or complement the efforts being put there? And um, you know, if we have that, then uh, let's say Phoenix goes live, or some other protocol uh, as a club goes live, which has better cranking mechanisms, which is not, uh, you know, which overcomes the current limitations of the Serum program. Uh, do we promote them, or uh, how how would that be? Because right now. Or, or, or if the token goes live with, with OpenBooks Dex's initial uh, <clears throat> native token, then would we have incentives to build a newer version, let's say V4 of, of this thing? Or how 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 look at those things is important for us if we talk about a token being launched to incentivize people who are contributing now. 
Well, first I'll say Jerry is on the call, so he could probably speak on the Phoenix side, but I think you never want one player in any industry. I mean, even if they are the best things in sliced bread, they have full control over it. So you want a hedge in any case. Yeah, we touched upon this at the start a bit, right? Um, I think most of us here agree that next generation crops are coming and when they come, people will use them. But there also needs to be a parallel order book which doesn't have rent staking, which other users can use as an alternative as a public good for or yet other developers learn and build from. So that part sounds fine and answers to your question, I think. Uh, yeah, it does. And uh, that's where we have multiple protocols who are working to uh, compose over, over open book decks as well. So, uh, yeah, uh, as Max said, um, a, a, Gitcoin grant, <clears throat> a Gitcoin grant thing would, would definitely be something to look up to. And um, that, that would provide incentives to people who are building uh, on open book decks uh, as, as a base layer. So, uh, composing programs would, would help bring liquidity as well. So, that's something we should be looking up to. Yeah, um, anyone has any more opinions or drives about this? About, yeah, sorry. Yeah, so we have been talking a lot about the Gitcoin grants, but how sure are we that we will be able to, you know, get enough of the grants to continue the development? I mean, without a token, I don't think we can go very far. I was, you know, my idea was that uh, instead of straight away grants, uh, we issue kind of a loan instead of the grants and the loan will be paid back by the maker fees collected over the time so in such a way without even doing a token we are actually doing a token in a way but you i hope it's i hope i am able to explain what my point was Yeah, I mean, it's, it's just not a form of tokenomics, right? Like, uh, yeah, um, but, but it will be in USGC there. and you are not completely selling. I mean, there's nothing, not, not all the bad aspects of having a token. It's just you are providing a grant for, uh, let's say, building some front end UI or anything like uh, Skynet has said earlier. And once it gets completed, there will be a fixed term, like a uncollateralized loan, like in one year based on the maker fees that is generated by the protocol, the loan will be paid back. So instead of a grant, it's something like that, you know, a token buyback mechanism, but without even having a token and just plain USGC loan. I mean, you said it yourself as a token, right? It's just a convertible. So it's a fixed coupon kind of bond style versus something that feels more like equity or um, both are securities, by the way, and both are um, not to be offered to American customers and hence the whole shebang, right? That, um, um, I mean, it, if, you want to launch, if you want to launch it, you can do it, right? There's no problems, but um, let's move on and um, I don't see your proposal also on the list of proposals before. Um, so it's, it's kind of like, you know, bad etiquette to bring up something like last minute and uh, instead of following the structure. So like what people wanted to write, like we asked everyone to submit their proposals for. Yeah, um, if no, if no one has any more like detailed drives, I would like to like briefly summarize so far for those who kept the thought up for it. 
So I think our main goal here is to, in the long term is to just build a parallel open source public good version of Serum. We will do it in a way where we will not collect protocol fees for like for now. Our main primary goal is then traction. And if one day someone can always come onto the project full time and like lead the project and then he can that person can come up with more detailed like fees, incentivization structures and stuff to keep the things going. And I think we'll expect multiple people doing so. So there will be faults, there will be competition then. But I think we can all agree here that like for the next three months with some financial support from foundation with our own like dedication to Solana, we can build this out and gain traction. I, I'm summarizing this because the next questions are moving away from this and talk about details like what fees to set and stuff. So um, if anyone has any last minute, like strong, very, very strong objection, please raise. If not, we'll proceed. Okay, um, sorry. So just add, I just add, I don't think a token and a public good are mutually exclusive um, for whatever that's worth, but I, I think it makes sense we can plod along as we are with sort of some temporary funding until some clear ideas come around the token. Yeah, we can we can get traction first and speed this shit up later. Yeah, so I want to bring on the agenda to the next set, which is mainly like we want to change the fee model to incentivize marketing makers and UIs, which is the new PR that Max threw up. So there were some discussions there, and I would like to like give this, give people a chance to voice out opinions now. So PR five basically introduces three new fee tiers and distributes the fees to the UI, fifty percent to the UI and fifty percent to the market maker. The three tiers are stable for stable coins, flagship, so USDC, maybe four bips and base, which is for like more EUFIT token markets at 20 bips. So um, Max, you can kick it off. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, I think there, there was a lot of like really good feedback. Um, um, let, let me summarize maybe quickly. Um, uh, I, think, I think the general idea that the UI needs funding is something everyone is in favor, right? Um, so that in, instead of sending it to the multi-sig, we, we have the code to send it to the UI. So let's just do that. Um, uh, there is one caveat here for people who are not familiar with how these things work on a technical level. If you run a bot, you don't need to pay the UI fee, okay? Like you can basically um, send the UI fee to yourself. Um, the UI fee is really just for people using UIs. It's like a you know, a field, uh, it's called referral rebate. Uh, all UIs that use, you know, um, use Serum use this. Um, Mango, for instance, use it as well, but we kicked it back to the UI user. Yeah, you can add like more layers of complexity on top, but it's basically a surefire way for someone who doesn't want to spend a lot of time, and especially who doesn't want to write their own on-chain program, um, to extract fees from the protocol by just hosting a UI. Um, that, that, that is like, I think one thing that a lot of people like. So I think we can probably uh, discuss maybe how high that fee should be, right? And my, my proposal here was basically uh, whatever, right? Just like 
staying as the maker rebate. But then I think there were a bunch of points coming up. And I think uh, Space Monkey mentioned um, that he, he he thinks that like more than uh, four basis points maker rebate is probably an issue um, because it artificially um, it creates this like stopgap in the market. And I think part of this proposal was basically a, a 10 basis point maker to taker transfer, which would mean that, that spreads are, are a bit impacted there. And he also mentioned in his proposal that he as the maker can just control this part of the fee function completely dynamic himself. Um, so he can just quote 10 basis points wider and then the taker needs to pay 10 more basis points compared to a market rate. Um, kind of questioning. Just to, uh, sorry, Max, just to clarify. So uh, it's more about the taker fee. If you, or the taker plus maker, if you increase the sum of taker and maker, uh, basically you're, you're forcing a minimum uh, spread, right? Uh, if you just keep it, sorry? If you, the yeah, but it's always negative and it's always the same height as the taker. But if you set it to like a uh, really high, let's say like 50 bips taker. Sure, sure. But anyway, like the, the problem is that um, I don't want, like you can't have a, a minimums. You cannot force a minimum spread uh, because then you're just forcing me to code. Um, like I, I don't even, I can't even control it, right? Because the fee is, is, is very high. So the, the taker has to pay at least uh, X or N bibs, which could be very wide. Uh, so, it, you know, it makes sense to just keep it normal, like four bibs, and then the makers just decide how wide do you want to code, you know? Yeah. So, so the, like, it doesn't right make now, sense that the liquid yeah. markets cost more. Sorry. Yeah, so the enforced spread right now is zero. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, well, no, right now it's a uh, four taker, uh, four bips taker. You, uh, you mean, so, okay, so in the, yeah, okay, yeah, on devnet it's so that's zero, eight. and on mainnet it's four. Okay. Yeah, so, so right now it's eight bips uh, minimum spread. You mean for, because you add both sides? Yeah, because it's four bips uh, taker fee, so. Let's just talk about fee and not about like, let's not make it more complicated, okay? like. Because I, I feel like now sure. you're adding like double factor in there and then the numbers don't match up, right? <laughs> sure, <laughs> sure, yeah. You're forcing a four, four bits for the taker. Yeah. Yes. Right now the fee is four basis points for the taker if he has zero, zero. And if he has a mega zero, it's 2.5, right? Mm -hmm. 2.4 yeah. for the taker. Yeah. And uh, the this is, right, this is the current one. You, you, would, you said in your proposal, you wouldn't like to raise taker fee beyond that. Um, as yeah. if, yeah, so mm -hmm. the pull request has 10 basis points taker and 10 basis points rebate to maker, which is net zero. Do, do you, um, that's, I wasn't sure about your proposal, if you have an issue with that or not, because you said, oh, we shouldn't raise it above four basis points, but the net fee is actually zero, so I'm wondering. Yeah, the problem with net fee zero is, is even if you say 10 bips taker and then all of that is a, is a rebate, negative 10 maker rebate, um, I would still not be able to do it because right now in some markets I quote 10 bips. So if you, like even if I reduce my spread to, I cannot make the spread negative, you know. So there is no way for me to provide the same spread if you make the taker fee so high, even if I have a rebate because 
at some point the bid is going to cross the ask, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So there is. Yeah. Okay, so speed yeah. funds. Basically, what I propose is speed funds for your in specific markets, and and we would need to add those, and this uh, in particular for the marinade and social zone, I guess. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, like marinade right now, I'm quoting like 15 bips right now. So if you make it like 10, 15 bips, that's spread, meaning 7.5 on each side, if you want to think about it this way. So if you make that 10 on every side, so it, it will be impossible to quote that same spread, I think. Well, actually, it would be, but like there is a point at which you, you cross. So I, I don't see the point to begin with, yeah. you know? Okay. Like, why increase the, the fee on the liquid markets? It, it, the, I, I think this is, AMMs do that because they, they are market makers, right? Um, the exchange yeah, yeah, just, yeah. The, the volume doesn't matter where it's coming from, which market's yeah, coming from is the same. The, they include the spread, yeah, in the fee. Um, yeah, exactly. Okay, yeah, yeah. No, I think that's the correct argument. Okay, so we'll need to, anyways, we'll need to change that. I think there's, let me also continue with the overview. So, in particular, the per market fees, I think some people like them, some people didn't like them. You found a very concrete point where they don't work, right? Um, this is in case for the MSOL, social soul, but you also think on a on a more forward-looking basis and us not updating the market IDs all the fucking time. Um, it would probably be good that we figure out a setting that makes sense right now. Um, okay. Um, then I think there was some other, um, I think Kirill wanted per market fee tiers. Um, I know that, Kirill, are you here? Yes, yeah, I guess I'm here. Yeah, yeah. But I think that by space market makes sense. So instead of just having per market now, I can see how it can complicate things. So maybe yeah. just one flat fee for everyone, every market could make sense. Flat fee for every market could make sense, right? I, I have one proposal. So I made, because of the code structure, and I didn't want to think about it a lot, I made the GUI fee exactly the maker rebate, exactly the taker fee. That was just like for code, like code sanity, so I could write easy tests. We can probably shift that. And, and here's the reason why I, why I made these like high fees for the, the shitty markets, right? Or I'm not saying shitty, but not the flagship market, right? I said, okay, let's do a 20 basis points fee because then um, for the taker, because then 10 of that goes to the GUI. And I think GUIs had like a spot in Solana. I think when, when Serum launched, they were making roughly five basis points and that was great. Uh, people like that. That, that. that seemed to be a sufficient fee. And I, I remember um, on Mango when we set the GUI, basically the GUI or protocol fee, right? Um, when we reduced it, it didn't really have an impact on the market from like five to one. It didn't really change a lot. Um, so it seems like those things like, they, yes, the arbitrage volume goes up, etc., and you know, and so on, right? The market um, um, becomes a little bit more efficient. But the, the actual usage of the protocol doesn't really increase or decrease, no matter if the UI user pays, you know, 20 basis points, 10 basis points, or five. The general liquidity issue in Solana is that, like, there's so little liquidity, sometimes you pay 200 or 500. Like, if you want to go buy marinade right now, good luck getting anything under 200 basis points, right? So, um, the that's why I thought, okay, it would be really nice if you can have the 
larger fees on those very illiquid coins because anyways the market maker is gonna earn a fair share right uh, based on the different asks they can control it fully but the GUI can't really control it um, and so we need to find a setting there that kind of works for them um, I don't know if any you guys are running uh, a mobile app right um, you, you get you you basically live off referrals right from from Binance and uh, other trading venues. yeah yeah what do you and not only asked a lot of other platforms as well yeah how, how much do you think is like a good GUI rebate like one that is like oh I want to build a GUI for this like how much how well, much as I mentioned in my in my thread, I mentioned that, for example, Binance, in order to drive a lot of traffic, they have uh, designed a very good rebate and referral system, and they get up to 30% uh, of their entire volume from those front ends. And front end doesn't just mean the the general trading interface. It could be a bot, uh, like a bot platform, social trading app, or some other things that... Uh, uh, presents the market in a certain way for people to trade more. Uh, like, for example, I don't know, index, in, indices, indices construction, for example. And those services, generally, uh, they can get up to half of their revenue mm, from those rebates. A lot of big players uh, in this space, they get uh, roughly this number, but half of their revenue comes from rebates, half from Mm, premium subscription like we do have like there's a monthly subscription and this is consistent across the market not only us um so if you would break it down on a basis point level like because you said it's like 30 percent of the taker fee, sure right? um what do you well, think how much it should be yeah i've looked at the in my twitter thread i looked at all the commissions for the majority of the spot markets. I looked at Kraken and Binance, Coinbase, OKX, and I think Binance could be a good reference point. And uh, Binance's commissions for, uh, for, the, uh, for the takers, they are roughly uh, 10 basis points, and they mm -hmm. drop to four basis points at a certain, after reaching a certain threshold, like 400 million uh, traded or something like that. Uh, and uh, hundred million. Okay. And the taker fee starts with ten basis points, and it gets dropped to what is it? Something like zero point one. Can't see here. Um, and so you would get off those ten bibs, you would get thirty percent on Binance. Yeah, correct. Yeah, on both spot and futures markets. Mm -hmm. And on, do you, All do we you need also get things like that on Coinbase or Kraken? Yeah, yeah. Um, we not on Kraken. Kraken has a mm -hmm. shitty referral uh, program. Coinbase cannot, by law, have uh, by an American law, they cannot have the percentage rebates. They can pay like those ten dollar referral fee on sign up. But all mm -hmm. the offshore exchanges like all the Chinese ones, like OKX, like FTX used to have pretty decent uh, referral program. Uh, and obviously Binance's market leader has uh, one of the best ones. Bybit has a good one and a similar, so something like 30% of everything 
from 20 to 30 percent up to half of all the commissions they collect or they get referred to goes to the to the referrer or a broker who uh, directs the order of their clients to this platform yeah um, the chat has another good suggestion if the idea that like this fees is mainly for uis why not reduce the fee to maybe two bips and 10 or five bips and then just have the, the ui collected completely yep. and then any mm just runs the spread on their own so if the mm wants to do three bit spread five bit spread 10, 10 bit spread they can I think so too. It sounds to me like the most reasonable proposal. Um, yeah, Dorian from Infinity made that one, and I was also yeah. playing with that in my head now during the conversation. Um, we we can probably have like a yeah. Should should we keep it per market? Um, or or should we have like a general? I don't know four four bibs for every GUI. There's like the GUI gets four bibs, that's it, and the maker taker zero, uh, apart from that. So there's no maker rebate. Yeah. I, I think we're gonna have to do something for, for the uh, for the market makers. There's there's really no getting around it. We we were market makers. There's there's no incentive to, unquote, the market that could be volatile, and quote a tight spread to make money you're just going to get you're going to get um killed every time right you're to do a tight spread you have to have some sort of um a, a rebate or a discount of some sort otherwise i'm not going to quote both sides of the market i'm just going to watch the market and, or quote one side and see where you see where the market moves right? so in order to get the liquidity that the gui themselves are going to earn and income um you're going to need those market makers and there's no getting around that you, you can't incentivize a market maker to come in for and hope to have a fantastic um strategy algo strategy that uh, they can make money from it's almost impossible to do it on a tight spread at least competitively anyway um, yeah but this is kind of something Right. I, I know that it's like if you if we go out and say there's twenty basis points make a rebate, we'll have ten bots trading next week. Like it's like it's a very easy way to get people into the door, right? Um so that's that was my other intention with the high make a rebate was like it doesn't really cost anyone anything, right? But it will get people to start quoting very quickly because there's this psychological thing around a make a rebate. That people feel they're attractive, right? Yeah, uh, just yeah. We'll add one thing here. It's, sorry, guys. Uh, so if you want to give twenty, I mean, you have that you have to get that from the taker, right? And yeah, yeah. I think most people use Jupiter, uh, Jupiter. So the flow wouldn't even come to Open uh, Open Book. So th th it wouldn't like where is the volume gonna come from to pay for that twenty bips? Yeah, 20, 20 is high. We, we need to have something. I don't know what the exact number is. We need to have something. It can be zero. And we can't ask the market makers to come up with a strategy that's going to make money on a tight spread. It has to be something. Maybe it's not 20. It definitely can be 20, but it can be zero. I, I guess I understand, like, in the negotiations with MMs, it will help to have, like, oh, here's a meter rebate. But we are trying to, like, taking the meter rebate form them and just giving it back to them, right? Like, they could have just coded it into their MM strategy. 
So I, I think I think that attracting MMs are important and that should have that needs to be done in another way. Like like grants or like giving like top three meter volumes something, stuff like that. But if you're just taking away fees from them and then giving it back to them as a rebate, I, I'm not so sure whether that works. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't so, make sense. If you, if, you just, if you just give the rebate by, by increasing the taker fee, it defeats the point. I can just quote wider. Like, why would you do that? So quoting wider doesn't necessarily make you money if you're... Especially, I'm, I'm not talking about the AMM now. This is just traditional market baking. Um, for the most part, you want to lean against something, right? So a lot of market makers and um, in traditional markets, you're leading against um, a fair value price, right? And for the most part, you're just trying to scratch. You're not trying to even make money. You're just trying to scratch. And your your income is going to come from the uh, from the from the fees, from the rebates, right? That's what we did. We did it on Kraken. We did it on Coinbase. We did it on Arisex. We we are essentially just trying to scratch. It's it's tough to have a strategy, even if it's fifty um, basis points wide, right? Unless you control that market, you could get filled on your fifty basis point wide, and the market still tanks on you, and you still you're still gonna lose money, right? Because if you're gonna constantly quote, you, you need to have your risk in there. And at some point, you have to puke, and you can't keep quoting while the market is going against you. So for people that want to really make markets and create um, genuine liquidity, they are for the most part scratching, scratching a lot, and telling them to have a wider spread and thereby make money, um, it's tough. Are you talking about the illiquid markets, or are you talking about like Sol and MSOL? And- this one it's even worse in the in the liquid markets both markets it doesn't matter we 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 made markets on on bitcoin um uh, with a tight spread if when it moves against you you're going to puke you have to puke so when you get filled you basically want to offload your position somewhere right and that's because you're not trying to it's not a strategy you're just trying to create liquidity and but your strategy is to make money from quoting both sides of the market don't forget, as a market maker, you're on both sides. So one of your sides is wrong, right? One of the sides that you're quoting is wrong. Um, and if you try to make it tight, then it's one side is really, really very wrong. All right. So um, how do you get the liquidity that you want? With Bitcoin, Bitcoin also can, it can move very quickly, right? So. Um, yeah, I, I do see your points, but I do want to like, suggest maybe we can roll with reducing the fee, making it 100% to the UI. I think that would bring taker volume and then we will have smaller MMs like Space Monty who are who are willing to MM under this set of criteria. And then as we gain traction and move, we can, if we, if we are finding it difficult to bring on that large MMs like GSR or whatever, and if a major rebate is what they're asking for, which I doubt, because I think what they will want is they just want like free money, right? They just want like tokens and whatever. So we can visit this conversation again later. If that makes sense to you, I would like that to be what we do now. Hey guys, yeah. hey guys, Asuka here from yeah. Companion. Uh, if you don't mind, I just have a, some quick input here. I, I think people completely forget that there's also 
you know, you have to get people to trade in the first place. You need <laughs> liquidity, you need customers. And by removing a mega rebate, um, even those that just consider themselves like semi-professional, amateurish traders, they kind of hate it. One of the reasons that BitMEX got so big in the first place during 2017 was exactly that people actually had an ability to trade the market and generally make money from it uh, from the maker rebate and i i think it would be a huge mistake to not let market makers and retail and whoever want to quote uh make a little bit of money um yeah that's my thoughts yeah yeah i'll um i think we can have continue the discussion in the issues there's more things on the agenda and we're a bit over time but um i think summary um as little maker rebate as necessary um the there is a positive aspect to a maker rebate um mainly being marketing and bringing people in with the prospect of free money right and then on the um GUI host at side we should probably just find really good numbers for those that are industry standard and dial them in precisely and it seems like there is no need for market specifica uh as much so um uh, but yeah, the, the GitHub issue is up there, the pull request, um, throw me more comments in. I'll propose some options there and then uh, I'll, I would aim for merging this pull request end of the week. Yeah. And until then you can like try to make your own or um, annoy the fuck out of me. <laughs> so I change it. Cool. So Julia. Yeah. Thanks a lot, Max. I think I think this is a good like compromise. We'll we'll improve upon this as we talk to more MMs. But we have one last important agenda item, which is the multi seats. So basically, we want to decentralize the multi seats a bit more. So the multi seats control the upgrade authority, and we want to introduce some people in Asia region UTC plus eight, um, to join the multi seats. So quickly, I would like to like ask whether anyone or even maps has like criteria for who a, a group multi, multi seat is, is or even specific, specific names that should be on it. Oh yeah, we have a list. Um, let, let me dig that out, give me a second. Um, so, it's by the way an open spreadsheet, so if people wanna, uh, wanna be on the multi seat and they're well known and uh, docs, then not an issue. Um, but yeah, the goal was to have like different time zones. I'll post the sheet in here. Here you go. Um, second page, multi-sig, that's where it is. Um, I think, let me see. I can quickly mark time zones so we see where we are. Um, these are like plus this is like europeans this is american roughly right um yeah so while he's, while he's doing that we have three people oh there's two more people okay nicholas solana fm great uh solana fm nicholas and then there was another suggestion from you tristan yes but close off, yeah. Hi. I mean, we all know Tristan. See that Tristan? Um, 
Okay. okay. That looks good. Um, get, let's, let's get, get the, the let's get the public keys, keys in there. Um, we need the wallets. Um, um, I think. And then we need to decide on a threshold, like if we want. Is this now? No, we're talking about thirteen people on a multi-six, so the threshold could be six. Yeah. Um. So six. Uh, sorry, seven. Seven of thirteen. Um. That that would mean like no time zone alone even is able to to do anything, which I think is fine. There's always some overlap. Um. Most of these people, anyways, don't sleep. Um. <laughs> Max, you there? Yes, yeah. Oh, I didn't hear a question. Oh, yeah, so no, not, nothing. Just rent prior. So I just want to make sure that like most people here are like, Okay with this, I want to introduce thresholds or something. Because like this is as decentralized as OpenBoo will get, right? Like this is the decentralized aspect where the outbreak authority is controlled by these people. So Yeah, my input is as someone not on it, I think it's the best decentralized shot we have so far. So that's all I have to say. Yeah, we had a we we also had some discussions of, um with lawyers about it. Um, apparently it's like as long as this is like not for not for profit and we don't take any protocol fees, um, there is basically no liability from being on the multisig, uh, unless you do shit, right? So of course, if you start defrauding people by releasing like bad code and or stealing from people, that there's liability there, but there's no um, per se liability uh, just arising from, from regular use of the service for others. Um, um, so I would say we probably want to have a pretty slow um, approach to announcing new versions, new fees, et cetera, and let them sink in before we, um, before we do something. But um, I, I would say we probably I, I mean, I don't expect too much development un until the hackathon and then maybe afterwards a little bit and then hopefully there's people who want to take over from there. Um, yep. Sounds good, sounds, sounds good. So, anyone from the floor? Okay, I guess we are good for now. So that's that covered all my agenda items. Um, thanks everyone for coming today. It's one hour and we went over by 15 minutes, but I guess that's not that bad. I will summarize, I'll touch up on, on the notes and you'll be open source onto the doc. Everyone can view it. And for those issues that were cut off halfway, we will resume conversations like elsewhere. Um, I might I think that's an idea to I hold another smaller community course specifically focusing on like the MM staff or like staff that we went a lot in detail today. So if you want that, DM me and I'll pull up as well. That's it. Um, does anyone else have any final words to say from like Max or Michael or anyone else?
probably uh, set up a, a channel for that MM. It's going to take a long time for us to resolve it. Yeah, yeah I agree. I, I will. I'll do a channel up for those with the contributor roles. Yeah, yeah, from my, my side, side uh, nothing, nothing really. really. There's the Serum Dex UI and Serum TS are have PRs. People can review those, submit them. Um, the immediate funding, like I said, Solana Foundation should be stepping in. Um, if any other benefactors, such as firms, want to join in, contact Sergio or other people. Yeah, uh, um, yeah. Can, can I just, just say one final, final thing? thing. Uh, I don't know if I made it. Maybe uh, I made it sound like I'm against the maker rebate. I just wanted to say that the, the taker uh, fee shouldn't go up much or shouldn't go up at all to continue having volume because there is barely barely any volume right now. Um, so I I have most of the volume of the exchange and I'm happy to continue coding even without the maker rebate uh, and for the taker fee to go to the GUI or the developers. Uh, but I'm not against. Uh, having to make a repeat. I just don't want to increase the take of fees. <laughs> yeah, makes sense. Okay, I have a question about further development. I've heard a lot about Bonfida making something that will that are going to become Serum version 4, but since uh, the incident, there is no, no news from them. Do you know about it? Um, you, you can deploy it on mainnet um, if you want. The code, I think, is open source. I was reading through it. Um, a bunch of people audited it already. Um, it, it has a, it, it's definitely a different beast than Serum V3. Um, there's a lot of effort on a thing they call the asset agnostic, so it can be used for um, building derivatives protocols and stuff like that. So it's it's just a different, you know, it's a different program. Serum V3 is really a spot market. Serum V4 is a spot market built on top of another program. And hence, it's a bit more complicated to understand. Um, and um, yeah, you, you can find the repos on GitHub. It's uh, github.com slash bonfida slash serum, I think, minus V4. But I can post the link, yeah? Uh -huh, okay, so... There is no intention to merge it back into OpenBook. It will be all, all its own thing. I have no idea. Um, it, I mean, at anyways, the, the programs are not compatible. So uh, the only way to update it to that version would be to make a new program on mainnet and then tell everyone to stop trading on OpenBook and start trading on V4. Um, that's that's just the state of affairs. How how big upgrades like that work? So, um, you know, if if that's that's the best choice for everyone, I don't know, right? Um, probably people would start to like slowly migrate at their own pace um, if they want to. Yeah, be careful of like a lot of like smaller async questions later. So I'll, I think we are done here. I think we covered everything. The doc will contain what we've covered. I will upload the recording. So thanks everyone for coming. And please stay around the Discord and continue like chiming in. I think we've gotten this far in like 
even foundations coming in with like financial support now. So we'll make it. Thanks, guys. Thank Thanks, Andrew. Thank you. Thanks, Max. Thanks, Michael, for coming. And Brian. And everyone else. Thank you. Bye.